You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And today in the guest chair, I have with me Miss Chanel E. Martin. Chanel is an award-winning technology founder and the founder of Beyond the Book Media. Martin helps brands write manuscripts in 21 days and publish niche books. Using her book writing formula, Chanel has taught thousands how to complete manuscripts in record time. Chanel is also the co-visionary of Kingdom Business Network, the largest Christian entrepreneur club on the Clubhouse app. Kingdom Business Network, also known as KBN, hosts 14 reoccurring rooms and reaches over 60,000 members nationwide. Chanel and her brand have been featured in national publications and broadcast including The Real, BET, Black Enterprise, Essence, Ebony, Forbes, Yahoo, and Business Insider, and so many more. Chanel's strategies help small business owners authentically tell their unique brand story that resonates with their target audience, positions them as an expert, and increases their exposure on and offline. A master's degree in chemical engineering by trade, Chanel has cracked the code on how to successfully brand fund, and launch a small business. As a wife and mom of four, Chanel lives by the mantra, walk in your purpose and let your light shine. Let's welcome Chanel to the podcast. Chanel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you, Chantae, for having me. I'm just so honored to be here, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. I am excited, too. Now, Chanel, one of the first things I like to know about my podcast guests is a fun fact about them that is not in their bio. Tell me your fun fact. So my fun fact that is not in my bio is at one point I used to work in the oil and gas industry, and I spent a week in an offshore oil rig um, on the, the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. So that was a fun experience. Wow. An offshore oil rig. That is big. How was that experience? Were you scared being on an oil rig? I was a little nervous, but it was actually very peaceful. Those things are like very modernized. It was almost like a working cruise ship, but you were like on an oil rig, like they have a chef, you have like a pretty nice bunker, they have um, cable TV. And so um, it was just very interesting. The scientist in me was, uh, and the engineer in me had a great time exploring. Now, I don't know how people live there. Um, people who actually work there, they live there for 12 days on, and I believe they get like five days off. But I just did that for an internship one summer, and I got a chance to go out there for about a week. So that is definitely an interesting fact and one we <laughs> have not had before. <laughs> Okay. So Chanel, we know that you're an award-winning entrepreneur and wake-up performance accountability coach. What led you to this career path? Okay. So I am a serial entrepreneur and I um, have helped uh, launch and build many different things. The first company 
that I helped to launch, which really can, became mainstream um, outside of doing like a, a dabbling initially in a little bit of Mary Kay, right? I think we all have started with some sort of um, MLM. But uh, my first company is called Mayavana, and it is a hair technology company that I co-founded with three other beautiful, amazing women that I went to school with at Georgia Tech. And that company was centered around helping women figure out how to work their hair using science and technology. Um, as I mentioned in my fun fact, um, I'm a scientist and engineer. Um, I have a bachelor's and master's degree in chemical engineering. And so I had the fun opportunity to merge my love for beauty and hair care uh, with just engineering and science. And so um, currently I am a silent uh, co-founder uh, in that organization at the moment. But uh, in that organization, I won several, we won collectively several awards, we won several competitions, and it was a great experience. And I got a chance to just really learn about entrepreneurship and what it meant to really scale and launch successful products in the market. I took that information and I started a consulting company with my husband called Panther Clark Consulting, in which we do a mix of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's like our home business uh, company. It's where I run all my coaching uh, and marketing, consulting for my brands and the brands that I consult with. And then my husband also runs his uh, freelance sound engineering through that company as well. And so that was the second company I founded that I operate in. And then the third company is my publishing company, Beyond the Book Media. And that's when I really learned I had a knack for helping people stay accountable. I knew that I knew how to get stuff done and that I was a master at execution. And so I developed a strategy to help people write books very quickly. Um, I developed a seven-day book writing strategy and I taught it to maybe about a thousand um, people. And then we end up moving into a 21-day author boot camp, which teaches people how to write their books in 21 days. That seemed to be a little less pressure. Everyone isn't as ambitious as I am. Uh, and what I realized is that I had the gift of accountability. I would listen to what people were saying. They were like, man, like I, 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 I came in the program and you really helped me. You have a finisher's anointing. And I just kept hearing that over and over. And I said, okay, one of the things that I know how to do is to take my engineering brain, put things, break things down into simple bite-sized concepts so that people can finish what they started. Because if people knew how to finish something, then they actually would. If people had someone to hold them accountable, then they actually would. And so um, I started mentorship programs in which I kept people um, accountable. My first mentorship program was called 3M. And it was all about keeping women accountable, helping them make more money, change their mindset, up-level their marketing. And then finally, my fourth company, which is Kingdom Business Network. Um, we have about 68,000 Christian entrepreneurs um, that are a part of that network. We're the largest um, faith-based entrepreneur club inside of Clubhouse, and we've extended our brand outside of Clubhouse. We have events, uh, we have uh, uh, conferences, and we're just doing a lot of amazing things. And so being able to manage all of those things that I just shared, which even when I repeat it, I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I doing so much? Um, I'm a mom of four and I'm married and I keep up my household. Like I'm a real mom, like mommy hugs and kisses, cooking dinner, nighttime snuggles, 
bath time, right? And all of my kids are seven and under. So um, I, people would ask me, they would say, hey, how are you doing what you're doing? What you're doing? Like, man, I got one kid or I don't have any kids. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired, you know? And I realized that I'm able to stick to something and hold myself accountable. And so taking whatever's needed from that, that anointing, I'm able to help imprint that and impress that on other men and women. And so that's how I really got started, just by helping people understand that God owns your capacity and that if you can stay accountable to what he told you to do, then you can finish it. A lot of people don't finish things because they don't think they can handle it. They don't think they have the capacity. And if God is really bringing you to it, I promise you, he'll give you a strategy to navigate through it. Wow. (laughs) You said so many profound things. I have half a page of notes and we're only on question one. And I was like, maybe it's done. Maybe, maybe the interview is done. (laughs) But I think it's so amazing. The first thing you said that really stuck out to me is that you are a serial entrepreneur and it's not only that you're a serial entrepreneur, you're a serial entrepreneur with successful businesses, because I know that a lot of people start a lot of different things. But like you said, it's the finishing, it's the continuing, it's the consistency that is lacking. But you have managed to be a successful serial entrepreneur, very innovative, and still keep up with your home life, with your husband, with your kids. And that is definitely an anointing because I'm sitting here and I am newly married. I've been married uh, six and a half months now and I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, Lord, how is she doing all of this? (laughs) But like you said, God is giving you a gift of accountability and what people are calling a finisher anointing. So with that anointing, with that gift on you, did you ever find a struggle during this journey? Oh, absolutely. First of all, who wants to have (laughs) that anointing? Like seriously, like when you really think about it, it is one that requires a stretching of faith, uh, uh, believing in God and really yielding to Holy Spirit. Um, Everything that I do, my whole life is extremely Holy Spirit led. And so therefore, most people don't understand um, how I move. But then when they get to know me, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I get I get it. Like she do what God tell her to do. And then they see how everything plays. So there are some people that are just really anointed to carry multiple things. I look at it like this. When God showed me that I was a birther, that he put a birther's anointing on me, considering the fact that I've had four kids in six years, uh, back to back to back, we had a child every two years. I realized that I had the spirit of duplication that was on me. And so sometimes when people start things, they think that they're supposed to be the sole person to finish them. And what they don't realize is God will raise up someone who has the ability of to duplicate and to pull people in. So one of the things that has made me very successful is that I don't do anything by myself. I'm always bringing people in along the journey. And I'm very intentional about having conversations with God. I teach this in Clubhouse. Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in my room called Prophetic Planning for Your Day, in which I teach people how to yield to the voice of God for their business, which was a strategy that I've been doing pretty much, I don't know, most of my life. And someone told me, they were like, wow, that's a gift. And I said, everyone doesn't do that. And I realized that, no, that that was something that Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. And it's one that I've been able to navigate through. And so going back to being able to wear most of my hats, 
You don't do it by yourself. So I mentioned in my first company, Mayavana, that I started that with three other women. So I have three other co-founders. And so I wasn't starting that alone. That wasn't a solo project. I also mentioned that in my company, Panther Clock Consultant, that my husband is my co-founder, right? And that company was only started because everyone kept asking me, well, how did you raise over a half million dollars? Well, how did you get in all of these media publications? Well, how, well, how, well, how? And my husband was like, listen, you're going to create this company and so that you can answer these questions because they were taking up a lot of my time. And, and honestly, I would have just sat there and talked to everyone for free. And, you know, husbands be like, uh, 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 you know, about to use my wife. And so um, we created that company. And so I've never had to do any marketing or advertising for that company um, at all. Uh, that has just been a totally 100% word of mouth because it, it was never the main thing, but um, it's produced uh, a consistent revenue and it even helped me to pay off all my credit card debt that I had at the top of the year. So, you know, it, it's one of those, like, just a blessed, like when I need it, when I need God to move financially, he'll do it through Panther Cloud because the company that me and my husband own and we we have free range to kind of do what we want to do with the revenue. Now, I also told you about Beyond the Book Media. Now, Beyond the Book Media is like my corporate company, right? That's the one that's going to be corporate, my corporation um, that I own. And I have um, a staff of about 12 and about 10 of ten or nine of them are W-2 employees. And so I started the company um, and scaled it very quickly. We're less than three years old. And I started it knowing that I was going to have a team, knowing that I couldn't do it by myself. Why? Because Holy Spirit gave me that business. And when I started, I ain't know nothing about publishing. So I had to yield. I had to ask him, like, how am I going to do this? Who's going to help me? And that's typically what I do. Even with my first company, my Havana, when the Lord gave me the vision in a dream, I asked him, I said, well, who's going to help me? That's like my first go-to. Who's going to help me? And he showed me a picture of uh, uh, my first, my co-founder's face. And then she ended up bringing the other two people in. So I don't know if it was just by nature of Holy Spirit, who I am as a woman. I'm always asking, well, God, who going to help me with this? And I yield. And I don't care if I ain't never talked to you ever in my life. If the Lord show me your face or give me your name, I'm going to get on Facebook. I'm going to Google you. I'm going to figure who you are out. And typically it's an answered prayer. It's a, I was just praying about this or I was just thinking about this. And so it always confirms, you know, you ain't crazy. You ain't crazy. So, so I shared that about Beyond the Book Media. I'm I'm the sole owner of that, but I I created that company to be a corporation. And then we have Kingdom Business Network, in which I am not the sole um, owner or co-founder. I did start the the business. I did initially found it, but uh, within about two months, two three months, I brought a co-founder. In. I said, God, who's supposed to help me with this? Because I knew that I couldn't drop my other babies, and that I needed help. And so what that does is it puts other people in position. Sometimes everyone, people don't know where they're supposed to be unless they have a guy. And so God has sent me here as a prophet, as a guy, because I, I'm really in tune to say, hey, here, you come, you're, I think you're supposed to be over here. And now they get to operate in purpose. That is absolutely amazing. And I love that you said, you know, I never do anything alone. And my mind sort of split into two questions. Well, what about those people who have struggled, who struggle letting go control for our faithpreneurs that are listening and thinking they have to do it all by themselves? And then what about those people, like you said, who are sitting here saying, yeah, I need help, but who? <laughs> 
who? So what advice first do you have for those people who are listening and saying, you know what? I agree with you. I can't do this by myself, but I struggle with letting go control. What advice do you have for them? So if you want to go quicker, you do it with someone else. And it's better to have, what's the word? I forgot the phrase used to give us in startup land. And I'm probably going to butcher it up, but it talked about, would you rather have a lot of nothing or a little bit of a whole lot? And so those are two concepts that I carry. Now, part of which I learned a lot of this because I got my start in entrepreneurship in the tech startup world, which is totally different. They have a different culture. The culture is based on scaling quickly so that you can sell. The structure behind that is building a team quickly so that you can deploy. And so because I came into entrepreneurship in that world, I apply those same tech startup Silicon Valley concept to everything that I touch. So I didn't know those things I didn't have. They weren't just put inside of me. I had to learn them through being in the right spaces and in the right circle. So I just believe just like anybody listening, God will raise you up and place you in a place temporarily so that you can go out and impact others. It's never for you. So God actually called me to step down from my startup, um, even as a co-founder. And I understand why, because I had learned what I needed to learn and my time was up there. And so I'm able to take those concepts and build other businesses and put other people in place because I'm the one who actually listens. So I want to share that. So when you let go of control, you allow God to use you. If you don't want to be used, you can keep your control. But when you allow God to use you, you open up resources, you open up favor, you get like open doors tapping for you. You are connected with the right people. As soon as your mouth and your heart and your mind come into agreement with what God planned for you. So let's say God has help, but you don't really want it. You're not going to have it because what you're not going to do is mess over God's people. So he's going to bypass the help he has for you and send them to someone else that he's raised up so that they can be in position. And so many people are struggling with funding, with resources, with strategy, and with wisdom. And God is saying all of that could be alleviated if you let go of control and you allow people to come help. And so a lot of time, uh, control issues are rooted in a poverty mindset of feeling like things are going to run out. Time is going to run out. Resources are going to run out. You're the only one in the whole entire world that can do what God asks you to do. That's a poverty mentality. And it's it's like a spirit of hoarding where you want to hoard everything to yourself. And if you realize that we're so much blessed together, then you have no problem letting go of control. So that's the answer to your first. Second question, and I kind of answered that a little bit in the first response, is that you got to trust the God in you. See, a lot of believers, we trust God, but we don't trust the God in us. We trust the God of other people. So you'll trust the God of Prophetess Chanel. You'll trust the God of, of T.D. Jakes. You'll trust the God of Joyce Myers, but you won't trust the God that resides in you. So you're looking for someone to come tell you what to do, to come drop the person, the knowledge, the wisdom, the word for you. And God is saying, I've given it to you already. So when you ask questions, T.D. Jakes ain't always around to answer your question. You ain't going to always get on YouTube and get a word that's going to spark your spirit to confirm 
to confirm. So when you ask God questions like, God, who can help me? And what most people don't realize is God will show you. You see a faith. And I teach this when I do prophetic activations. God is always talking. He's always responding. But do you trust the God in you? Do you have enough faith in the God in you that even when you mess up, God's still going to turn it around for your good. And so we walk around with fear, fear that we're going to miss God instead of fear that we're going to be disobedient. Because even if we miss God, God can turn some things around for us because of our heart posture and our willingness to obey. If you need help and you ask God to show you someone and God begins to impress someone on your spirit or someone pops up because they will, if it's God intended for you to have a partner, you got to trust God enough and trust the God in you enough to pursue that. Yeah. I have never heard someone say that control is rooted in a poverty mindset. And I really like how you break that down, because when we think about poverty mindset, usually we only think about how we handle our finances, but we don't think about the other fruit that comes from that seed. So I love how you broke that down for us. Trusting the God in you, that is so, so important. And I find, and I agree with what you're saying, because I notice that people, as, even when people come to me and ask me questions, I say, listen, this, this is for, you got to pray to God for yourself. Me mm-hmm. telling you what I did is great, but if God's telling you to do the other thing, it's not going to work for you. So you have to pray to God for yourself. And I feel that a lot of us don't, like you say, trust the God in us. They want Mm -hmm. the confirmation from the God of the prophet or the God of their pastor. They don't trust that God talks to you just as much as they talk to them. And that's so important. And that's what's going to help us grow and move forward and walk in fullness when we start trusting the voice the the Holy Spirit that is is set there to give us wisdom and guide us. Absolutely. And I think once as us as faithpreneurs really master that concept, we're we're unstoppable. So I teach a room, I host a room on Clubhouse called Prophetic Planning for Your Day. And every morning at 8 a.m. to about 9.30, hundreds of entrepreneurs gather in this room. We've been doing this room going on a year. And the whole premise of the room is to hear a word from God and then go back to God and ask God questions concerning that word and how it applies to your business. And we use a process called journaling, prophetic journaling. And I have a journal called God Bless the Scribe um, that people can use or they can use their own, own journal. And the testimonial, the life's that have been changed because people didn't believe that they could hear God. But now it's written in a, and I talk about how when God first gave um, instruction, they were prophetically scribed when he, he scribed life instructions on the stone tablets to Moses on how we are to function and how we are to live. And so he's still doing that today. And so people will write down, they'll have it written in history on, on when God's saying, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Or when you do this, this is going to happen. And so what happens is God is always talking to us, but we forget what he says. And we say, I think, I think, I feel like. And so now you have a written record, you have a written history. And so people have been able to go back to what God said, even if they don't believe it. So God has been able to um, strengthen um, belief and faith in the voice of God, his voice and his believers and his entrepreneurs. So it's something that you have to practice. Everyone isn't born with the ability to just say, oh my goodness, I know I'm here from God. Even I, right? I'm an ordained prophet and I feel like I got a good solid relationship with God. Sometimes I think, oh Lord, did I miss God? Even I have to go back to my journals and say, okay, God, what's going on here? 
Oh, you wrote, oh, oh, okay, on January 2nd, 2019, you said that I would do X, Y, Z. And now I'm doing this. And so that begins to help you to believe and trust the God in you. Yes, it certainly does. And one of the things that I love about journaling, it is your personal record of all the things God has done. So it's 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 basically your gospel, the gospel according to you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can look back and say, God, you said this and I forgot, but you still, even though I forgot, you didn't. And you still, you still did it. So I think journaling is so important, but I, I want to go back and, and talk to you because you have the uh, spirit of accountability. We have a lot of people, at least a lot of the women that I work with, me included sometimes, will get into journaling and then it'll just drop off. So they'll be consistent for two weeks and it'll just drop off. So what tips do you have for holding yourself accountable even to just journaling? Right. So I do want to make two, I want to make a, a clarification on the difference between journaling and prophetic journaling. Journaling is you're journaling your thoughts. Prophetic journaling is you're journaling what God is telling you. So there is a distinct difference. And so I think sometimes people get overwhelmed with the fact of uh, going through their own thoughts. And if people would tap into the mind of Christ, if you knew every day God was going to get up and give you a word for your day, I bet you, you would stay accountable to that um, because you're getting your instructions. So that's one thing, maybe changing the focus. I'm not saying that you need to do away with self-reflection. I think self-reflection is very therapeutic, but changing the focus because sometimes our journaling can be very self-centered and not rooted in what God wants to do. And so what you do in prophetic journaling is you yield your will. You don't write anything that you want to write. You write what God gives you. So that's that's one thing. And so when you can have a record of like God, you said that will help uh, motivate you to do that consistently. The other thing is join accountability. I think the reason why our room does so well in Clubhouse, why we draw hundreds of entrepreneurs since December of 2020 is because you get to see your friends in there. You get to see other entrepreneurs that look like you. And so again, it's that I want to do it by myself or I don't need anybody or I'm scared to ask or I need only people who can do it like this. Um, If you can find other people, you are not supposed to do it alone. You need to form accountability, whether that's going to be from a coach, from your church, uh, from your sisterhood, from your friends, um, joining a mastermind group. You were never intended to do this on an island in isolation. And so some people are attempting tasks and feats that they could never do by themselves. They'll never be successful by themselves because it was meant to share the journey with someone else. I love that. I love that. I want to move on to Beyond the Book Media for a moment. I know that you find it important, especially as as entrepreneurs, faithpreneurs, for us to write a book. Why is that so important? So when when you write your book, and I love Beyond Book Media because <laughs> that company was Holy Spirit-led company too. The Lord landed that company in my lap. It was not something that I dreamed about. I was like, oh, I want to start this company. It was like, I, God told me to write a book. I needed accountability. I said, hey, anybody want to write a book with me? 
I put y'all in a Facebook group. I started a Facebook group called Write With Me. We grew to 300 people very, very quickly. All people wanted to write a book and the Lord said, here's your business. Go steward it. You're going to call it Beyond the Book Media because you're going to take people beyond the book. So I want to share that uh, because that also plays a role um, in why I'm very passionate about Beyond the Book Media and why I steward it the way that I steward it. What I realized as an entrepreneur is that all of us have expertise. One of the things that I struggled with was how to share my expertise. Am I even confident in, to sh- in, in enough into sharing my expertise? Quick story. Um, with my Ivana, we raised over a half million dollars in funding in a very short time, bootstrapping from tradi- multiple non-traditional ways. And people would ask me, well, how did you raise funding? Or how did you get in, a, in, a, in that program? How did you pitch? How did you win this pitch competition? I kept getting reimbursed. I kept getting a bunch of how-tos. And so people kept telling me to coach. They kept telling me to do all these things. And then finally, it's because I wanted a couch. I wanted to buy a new couch. And my husband said he wouldn't go buy it. He was like, you buy it. At the time, I was super duper pregnant with my second child. I, and I wasn't working or doing anything. I wasn't doing my startup. God sat me down. Okay. I said, well, I'm going to try to write a book. Teach a class. So I took all that knowledge and I first taught a webinar based on everything I could think of. I stayed up overnight, got it done. And then I realized, Holy Spirit said, there's your book. So I turned that webinar into an ebook, uh, teaching people how to fundraise and how to pitch. And I realized, I said, man, this is cool. So I started telling people, like, I got this ebook. Who want to buy this ebook? We've been able to do that receipts. I got screenshots. I got photos of me holding big checks. Like we got proof that I've actually done these things and people started buying it. Then I started getting invited to speak as a fundraising expert and I got to sit on panels and I was able to teach even more classes. So I elevated from being a beauty tech entrepreneur to being a fundraising expert to being an expert level uh, uh, communicator and speaker at the time. That put me into a whole new arena. And so a lot of us as faithpreneurs, we have expertise. And it, and it doesn't mean you have to share your expertise specifically in the area in which you're working. You learn something in what you're doing. So I told you I own a beauty, I own a beauty tech company. I didn't write a book on how to start a beauty tech company. I wrote a book on how to fundraise any business. And that knowledge and expertise has helped so many people. And many people just need someone to encourage them and say, hey, if you are alive, if you've been through something, if you've overcome something, you're an expert. And what that does is that opens up your brand and positions you so much better. It positions you beyond um, your competitors. And then also, finally, when you write a book, it lasts forever. Your words are forever. Your words that were once, I say they are once in spirit form and they are there and now alive and they will be in the earth realm forever. And so it's a way to immortalize the the message that God gave you. And so I believe that everyone who is still breathing, who has expertise and knowledge can write a book. And so that's why I teach people how to do it fairly quickly because people think that writing a book is, you you know, you got to take three, six, 12 months. And you can write a pretty quick book, about 120 pages, 
20 to 25,000 words, which is a really good, quick expert read, you can write that in 21 days. And I teach people how to do that. So that that is definitely amazing. And, and it's important, like you said, our written word lasts a lot longer than we do. It's our mark in history. It will be here for generations. What advice would you have for the faith renewers who are listening, who are saying, okay, like I, I felt in my spirit, you know, I should buy a book, but on what exactly? You know, my business may be in one area, like you said, and I may be, you know, but my nine to five is in a completely different area. What is it that I'm an expert on? How would you recommend them diving, doing a deep dive to find out exactly what their expertise are? Well, of course, you can connect with us at Beyond the Book Media. That's beyondthebookmedia.com. We host uh, quarterly writing experiences. I call them challenges. They're they're called Map Your Book Out. And we take um, entrepreneurs, brands on a three-day writing experience in which we help you figure out. It's free. What book you should be writing? We do a session called Holy Spirit-Led Writing. So you can simply ask God. You can simply ask him. It's that simple. You can ask God. And I tell people to ask God because a lot of times we'll try to write a book based on what's trendy or what we feel we should be writing or what we think is going to make a lot of money. And I've seen this so many times. Our authors will start writing and they didn't ask God. Halfway through their writing, God starts saying, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Or they get writer's block, right? Because you're writing the wrong book. If that book ain't got no oil, that book ain't got no flow. You can write this book. That's why our authors are able to finish their book so quickly because we take them through Holy Spirit-led writing, a training. And uh, we make sure that they're writing the right book. When you're writing the right book, the oil on that thing, the finisher is anointing, the words flow. Y'all have writer's block. Because this is the book that was specific for the season that you're currently in that God needs you to produce right now. And when God puts a demand on something, he has to supply the resources. So I know that probably sounded overly simple. Just ask God. But if you want somewhere to start, you can take out a sheet of paper. You know, you can ask God to reveal things that you're really good at, that you can teach. Even if you don't know it by heart, if you need to pick up different references, that's fine. But write down something that you can teach. You can write down something that you've overcome. You can write down something that people have asked you how, how to. How did you start a podcast? Well, how did you start blogging? Well, how did you start your makeup line? Well, how did you get out of domestic violence? Well, how did you survive a cancer diagnosis? How did you? Those often make good books and they're typically clues to something that God wants you to share with the world. Yes. Thank you so much for those tips. And of course, as Chanel said, you always will know now where to find her if you need that extra push. Now, Chanel, before we go, I want to talk about why women struggle with walking in the fullness of who God has called them to be. Now, I can definitely see that you are walking in your fullness. And although God continues to stretch us and grow us and move the goalposts because he knows that we can do more, 
I know that right now there's fullness on you. So I want to ask you, why do you think women struggle in walking in that fullness and what tips you have for them to push past the struggle and get through? Okay. So I haven't always walked in my fullness. It has been a journey. And so you don't have to expect to get here immediately. Just allow God to process you. So for me, I think I've always been just an out-of-the-box thinker and, you know, do team do too much, right? <laughs> I was one of like, stop talking. You're so dramatic. That's just me. I'm a character by nature. Um, and I had great parents that never dimmed my light. But of course, the world dimmed my light, right? I got out there and I was like, oh gosh, I'm too much. I'm making people feel uncomfortable. Let me shrink back. And so I internalized the spirit of shrink back because I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I felt like if I was more quieter, more meeker, more milder, if I didn't say too much, then people would like me and I would uh, be appreciated better and have more friends and a better life because I felt like I was always making somebody feel some type of way. So when it came time and God started calling me and saying, Chanel, I need you. I need you to be who I called you to be. The time is now. I had to get over myself. And sometimes God will allow some things to dry up in your life. Whether it's your finances, your relationship, your marriage, things will start to dry up because God has to get your attention. So I remember we went through a financial storm for about a few years and and, and me and my husband. And um, it was because because God was calling me. He was like, Chanel, he said, I need you to teach the people. So if you teach the people, you'll never go broke. And I was so afraid. I was like, well, I'm not a multimillionaire yet. How am I going to teach people? I put all these um, constraints and, and guidelines and, and things that I had to have before I could do it. And God was like, I didn't, I didn't say you needed any of that. And I remember things started drying up, finances. So it was just crazy. It was like we were in a job season. It just didn't make sense. And I'll never forget, I told my husband. And I was like, yeah, God did say if I teach people, I'll never go broke. And he said to me, you mean to tell me we're going through all of this because you're being disobedient? And when he put it like that, perhaps you're going through all that you're going through because you're not being who God called you to be. You are an imposter. You are living someone else's life. This isn't the life that God intended for you to live. So when you step into your real life, your real identity, now you have access to the things God intended for the real Chanel, for the real Shantae, for the real Sarah, for the real Jennifer, for the real Lisa, for the real Tasha, for the real Tamika. And so as you begin to allow God to uncover your true identity, you'll find that walking in who you are It's the most natural thing you can do. But we got to stop running from God. You know what God told you to do. You know what's impressing your spirit because I hear you guys say it. You say, well, I feel like God is calling me. I think I'm supposed to. 
but I'm not ready. I don't want the warfare. I don't know what's going to happen. But do you want to handle somebody else's warfare? Or would you rather have the warfare that God has already assigned angels because it was already predestined? See, you don't have help and support living someone else's life. You crying out to God to bless something and a situation that God said, you're not living in the life that I called you to live, not to the fullness. And that even accounts for those of you who are operating in partial obedience. You're doing half of what God told you to do and not all of what he told you to do. So you have to make a decision and then you got to allow God to process you and take it step by step, day by day. And it comes by operating in obedience. One final thing, a testimony. The top of this year, God told me to start going on Instagram. And I had never done an Instagram live, ever. I was terrified. So I ain't never been on Instagram live. And I would watch people do Instagram lives and they would have like one or two people on. I was like, that ain't gonna be me. I'm not about to have, I'm not about to have the one or two people ministry on Instagram live. That ain't gonna be me. Right? Because I was worried about the appearance. And God was like, get on Instagram. So I get on Instagram. And the first time I got, I think I had like about 20 people. I was like, oh, okay, I can deal with it. And God said, get on Instagram every day. I started getting on Instagram every day. And I didn't know what it was. I started calling it Wake Up With Chanel. And God was like, yeah, you're helping women wake up. So it went from every day. Then God said, okay, you can go three times a week. So I started three times a week. I started getting up. And every morning, God would never give me the word in advance. He would give it to me five minutes or even while I'm on Wake Up With Chanel. And what I got to see is what it looks like to allow God to lead. I would give so many profound words of wisdom, prophetic insight. I did not have any of those things written. I didn't have any of those things in notes. You can go back. You can go on my Instagram page. We have over 80 episodes of Wake Up With Chanel and people would go crazy. Every morning, they started getting up at 6.30. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they started getting up at 6.30 with me and I let God use me and it built my confidence. I know that when I come in the authority of Jesus, when I tap in the Holy Spirit, then I'm never going to be without words. I'm never going to be without wisdom. I'm never going to be without revelation because that's who God intended for me to be. So it was through that exercise, right? I didn't go straight from, from okay, now I can just preach and prophesy and pray all of a sudden with this much confidence and boldness. It took him grooming me. It took me being obedient. And so now I'm confident. God, wherever you send me, I'm going to have a word. Wherever you tell me to go, Holy Spirit is with me. And it was doing that one simple task of getting my tail up and getting on Instagram every morning. And it started a movement, Wake Up Nation. So I want to ask you this. What is God telling you to do? Wow, I was just sitting here taking it all in. (laughs) Taking it all in. It's just so important. And you spoke to, to, to obedience, but you also spoke to partial obedience. And I think that's where we get caught up sometimes. 
We think we're, well, we're doing, I mean, God told me to do this. I'm doing this, but not remembering that God told you to do that too. And you're not doing that. So that is so important. Chanel, everything that you have said today has been absolutely phenomenal. And I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. And I know that it is going to touch every single person who listens to this episode. I appreciate you being here with us. And before I let you go, I want you to tell us where we can connect to you on social media. I know you mentioned the clubhouse room and anywhere else that we can connect and work with you. Yes, of course, you can connect with me on my website at chanelmartin.com. That's C-H-A-N-E-L-M-A-R-T-I-N where you will find links to find Beyond the Book Media, Kingdom Business Network. Um, and you can also connect with me on Instagram and all social media outlets at Chanel E. Martin. So Chanel E. Martin is how you can connect with me. And of course, Purpose Chasers, as you know, I will put all of her links in the show notes. Be sure to, sorry, be sure to connect with Chanel and let her know that you heard her on the podcast. Again, Chanel, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slave podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.